T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Gentlemen, here it is, another edition of The Price is Wrong. We do this on a regular basis with George Gray from The Price is Right. The Price is Wrong. Mark. Here it comes. The Price is Wrong. Mark. First of all, want to kick off by saying hi, Mama May and Judy Reardon. Love you both. That's right. Okay. Welcome to The Price is Wrong, Mark. Now, the way this game plays is we've got four contestants here. We've got Mark. We've got Sue. We've got Hayes and Fred. Uh, And what they're going to be doing is they're bidding on real bona fide items. These truly exist. They're on Craigslist in St. Louis. You at home, you can personally right now get online and purchase one of these bad boys if you want. What they're going to do, whoever gets closest to the actual retail price that somebody's asking, without going over wins, gets a point, and the winner will receive a fabulous no case. <laughs> That's right, Owen. It's a good one today, too. All right. Are you ready to kick They're things off, contestants? Good. The no oh. cases are outstanding. Okay, yeah. here we go. And the first item is chair. Wow. <laughs> chair. Okay. And the description, olive green chair, ugly yellow seat cover, needs replaced Very well constructed. So again, chair, olive green chair. Just one. Ugly yellow seat cover needs replaced. So apparently it is a green chair with a yellow cover. So wrap yourself around that. If that's not a Brady Bunch nightmare, I don't know my own business. So we're going to go ahead and start off the bidding with Mark today. Mark, what do you say? I'm going to go $30 for this chair. Wow. Wow. Mark wants to spend some money. All right, Sue, what do you say? Five bucks. <laughs> five, five bucks. Five dollars. Hayes, what are you putting down? I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to roll the dice and go with 50 bucks. $50 <laughs> for an ugly chair. Now, that seems questionable, but Hayes ran yeah. the table last yes, he time. Did, he right? did. He's he the did. defending champion. Yeah. All right, but, but you know what? It's all up to Fred now. Fred, we Fred. got $30. We got $5. We got $50. Fred, it Sue, needs repair. Don't Sue, you dare say $6. I don't want to say... Go ahead. Okay, I'll say $15. Well, you could have said 6 Wow. Oh. What do you? Uh, this is not nice. This yeah, is the price is wrong, Mark. What do you want to bid? Six dollars. You want to bid six dollars? Okay. Yeah, boy. You know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and say you gave him the idea, Sue. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever no, you do, knows. don't move your rook over to that position <laughs> no, on the chessboard. He knew it. He was gonna do it. <laughs> All right, we've got thirty. We've got five. We've got fifty. We've got six. How much would you pay at home for a truly hideous green and yellow chair? Uh, the correct answer is ten dollars. 
dollars. Ten dollars. Nice. Sue, that was very generous of you, Sue. Fred, see, you went Machiavellian and you won. If you went soft, you would have lost. All right, let's get to the next item, shall we? Fred now has the first point. All right, next item up for bids. Adult diapers, fit right ultra briefs. The description, one pack fit right ultra adult briefs, medium, 20 per package, anti-leak guard, priced per pack. Now, uh, of course, Mark, that you get an unfair advantage <laughs> know, for this exactly. one, but we're, we're not going to start with you. We're going to start with Sue. How much to be able to drive cross-country without ever stopping? How, mu- how, how many in a pack? I'm sorry. This is 20 per pack. Okay. Medium, you say. Medium, medium, the, uh, uh, an anti-leak guard. Uh, 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 how about uh, $35? $35. Uh, they're leak-proof. For a 20-pack. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Hayes, I don't know if it says these are G-string or not, but go Go ahead. What would you like to bid? I'd say fifteen bucks. Fifteen dollars yeah. to keep dry and secure. Okay, Fred, um, you've been at a Cardinals game. You hate waiting in those long lines. <laughs> you strap on a pair of these babies. What's it going to set you back? Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Okay, uh, Mark, we got thirty-five. We got fifteen. We got twenty. Again, unfair advantage for you. Twenty per pack. What would you like to bid? Oh my goodness. Um, what was the first bid again? We've got uh, we've got thirty-five, <laughs> fifteen, I, I, and. I'm going to take a flyer here. I'll say $36. $36. You guys are all gone over. I need new bids. You guys do not know how to bid for diapers. Okay, Sue, (laughs) give me another bid. $10. $10. $10. Hayes. Uh, $8. $8. Fred. Five. $5. And Mark. $11. $11. You're over. Sue, give me a number. What? Two bucks. Two dollars. Hayes. One dollar. One dollar. Fred. Four dollars. Four dollars. Mark. Three dollars. Three dollars. Ding, 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 ding. The correct answer is three dollars. As we said all oh along, I had the advantage. Mark knew oh. the answer. He sandbagged the two rounds so it didn't look so obvious. Yep. That is incredible. Good strategy, though. Haven't you ever noticed at home when you're watching the show, he doesn't get up from his mic ever? <laughs> well, now you know the truth. All right, let's move on. We've got, uh, we got Mark here for one win, Fred for one. Next item. Heifers. And a steer. But this is going to be for the heifer, okay? This is going to be for heifer. Okay. One longhorn heifer, 12 months old, red with a little white under the flag and side has an ear tag. Been wormed and been vaccinated, just like Mark. Uh, <laughs> been on full feed and good hay with access to protein tubs and fly rubs. <laughs> She'll let you pet her nose and will eat out of a bucket you're holding. Aww. All right. So we've got a, a very suggestive uh, longhorn heifer, and we're going to start the bidding off with Hayes. How much would you pay for that heifer? <laughs> you can pet her nose. In. Wow. So we're talking about a live animal, you livestock. Sell, yes. Yes. Livestock yes. on Craigslist. Oh, I so didn't know that. Apparently so. No you know idea. what? Is it, is, it, is it a Texas longhorn? Is that what it is? Does that make a like difference a too? Would you knock it off? <laughs> would you just quit? I would pay some good money. Would you quit? Nobody believes for an instant that you know the difference. <laughs> Thousand bucks. Oh, interesting. Wow. Interesting. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I, I like right. it. He brought right. it. He went big on that. Okay, Fred, what would you uh, bid for two, one Longhorn Ever? $250. $250. What, what's great is people from the farm community right now are <laughs> oh, peeing yes. themselves yes, exactly. with joy so at all sorry. you city slickers who have no concept <laughs> of what cattle goes for. Okay, Mark, what do you say? Well, it sounds idea. like it should be sort of expensive, right? I'll say $600. $600. Sue! 
750, George. 750. We've got uh we've got 600, 750, 1000 and 250 actual price so that you can pet a 12-month-old heifer and uh she'll eat straight out of that bucket. $1,200. Hey. You're talking Woo. to the guy that was born in Kansas here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> right. ah. Do we have time for a couple more? Oh, yeah. We, we're good. Okay, here we go. We're going at two more, okay? Okay. Now, this, what a treat this is, okay? Here we go. <clears throat> the description. Custom tiny house trailer home hardwoods bathroom kitchen. <laughs> We have a brand new tiny house by Tiny House Cottages for sale. Normally, this trailer retails for, <clears throat> but now it's on sale for only. <laughs> this cottage is nine feet wide. Okay, this is the important stuff. Nine feet wide by 24 feet long by 13 feet tall. Again, nine feet wide, 24 feet long, 13 feet tall. Built as a showroom display, but it's no longer needed. Feel free to text us for exact photos and price. Cottage includes premium interior and exterior paneling, fully insulated floor, walls, and ceiling, plus light doors with deadbolt lock, which you're going to need where you are. White vinyl dual pane windows, composite roof shingles with lifetime warranty, premium hardwood laminate flooring, spacious loft that can accommodate a king-size mattress, but probably not a girlfriend. Additional law for storage or queen-size matches. A full kitchen. A full bathroom. Uh, eight dimmable LED lights. A ceiling fan. In-wall AC unit with heater and rope. And a washer-dryer combo. Wow. Wow. Can you fit a heifer inside that <laughs> tiny house? You wow. can if you're from Kansas. I don't know the- <laughs> <laughs> Okay. This is a tough one. This so, Fred, tough. what would you bid for, for a tiny house? A tiny house. A tiny house. Ten thousand. Ten thousand dollars. Okay. Uh, what would you bid, Mark? Uh, I'm gonna say thirty-five thousand dollars. Thirty-five thousand wow. dollars, Sue. Thirty-five thousand and one dollar. Oh. Oh. oh, but I still have Hayes. Not yeah. realizing that there is somebody after her. Mm. Uh, she grandstood a bit. Uh, Hayes, what do you say? I'm just, I'm just gonna go with one dollar. One dollar. Interesting. Oh, okay. Interesting. One dollar. Okay, so what we have is ten thousand, thirty-five thousand, thirty-five thousand and one dollar, and then one simoleon. Come Actual on. price to get away from it all. Quit your job. Just just say goodbye to everybody and live like a king or a queen. It is $69,950. Oh, Sue! Wow. Sue wins one. Everybody Pace. has one. Wow. Pace. Total miss on your part. You oh, had total. that, dude. $35,002. You, $5, you got it. I know. He still wanted to know if it was a Texas Longhorn. He was still on that. I'm so perplexed. He was still on that. Okay. So it's all tied up? Is that what we're... This is it, and this is the last item. Folks at home, it can't get any more nail-biting than this. We're going to find out right now who's going to win the fabulous no case, and I want you to pay attention at home. Here we go. And the description for the last item up for bids on the Price is Wrong Mark is... Bumper Dumper Portable Toilet. (laughs) I repeat. Bumper Dumper... Portable toilet. This could be a good combo deal with item number two. It? <laughs> well, right. And here's great. the list. No prices listed. New never sat upon. And it's this is in caps. Come and get. Come and get. Bring cash. New never sat upon. Come and get. Bring cash. Those are the caps, okay? 
And wow. now on the box, they don't explain a lot, but I'm going to read a little bit of what, what's on the box here, okay, okay for the okay. bumper dumper. The ultimate portable toilet for all outdoor enthusiasts. Great for camping, hunting, fishing, off-roading, construction sites, travel, emergency and disasters, survivalists, much more. It is... Sanitary, lightweight and easy to use. Easily slips in a two by two hitch receiver. Okay, now you're now you're getting what this hitch is, right? Receiver. In a hitch receiver, stores easily. Use a bag or a bucket. <laughs> Can be used as a self standing unit with a bucket. Uses standard size toilet seat. So, folks at home, this is actually a real item. What you do is, do you have a four wheel drive that you need to class up a little bit? <laughs> this will fit in the receiver hitch. And then you just sit on it. I wow. don't even. That's wow. great technology, though. It's a true tailgating yeah. extreme. I love folks. it. I, I kind of want one. Now, what's amazed is this actual uh, product has been endorsed by Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Uh, they say <laughs> they love it because no matter where they are, they can still take a dump on this country. So the question is, what would you pay for this truly amazing, amazing item? Uh, let's see. The first. Well, it's going to go to Mark. Mark, yeah, what are you going to Thank goodness. I want to say $60. $60, okay. And Sue, what would you like to bid? I'm obviously not understanding what this is if he just said $60. So I'm going to say... You don't know what this thing is? Th- no. It's is, a, it, pic- is it a toilet I drag behind my... What? No, nope. yeah. okay. <laughs> You've seen a, a truck. A truck with a bumper. You, yes, it's got the little bumper yes. hitch, the little chrome yes. ball knobby thing. But and it, you know when you take that out, there's that little boxy thing? Yeah. This slips into that boxy oh. thing. And then what you're left with is a toilet seat hanging in the air. Off the back of your truck. Okay, now I get and it. And you can put anything oh, you want you, under George. that toilet seat. I had pictured. You don't want to know I, what I, I think I'm swinging in the breeze. breeze. I think I'm at overbid. Yeah. But we'll see. <laughs> I'm going to pay uh, ten dollars. Ten dollars. Ten dollars to be free and easy. Yes. Hayes, what would you like to bid? Mm, man, pressure's on. Hundred bucks. One hundred dollars. Wow. All right, and Fred, it's all up to you. We got sixty. We've got ten. We've got one hundred. What does Fred bid? I'm going to say $20. $20 could have gone with 11 I but you know. I didn't want to do that to Sue again. Oh, that's didn't okay. That. That's let's not point. learn from our own mistakes, <laughs> shall we? Let's okay. Not, let's not be competitive. Let's be nice to Sue. Is that what I'm hearing? Hey, yeah. I like that plan. Well, we've got 60, we've got 10, we got 100, we got 20. Okay. Now, the way this works out is there's no price on this. It's truly priceless. So the person who wanted to bid the most wins. It's Hayes. Oh Hayes again. Wow. Two sure. times in a row. Congratulations. Wow. $100 <laughs> okay, to let it you. dangle Marks. in the breeze. Do you follow that logic? I'm throwing the challenge no, flag on that one. No, I think that's horrible. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm sorry. There is no uh, talking against the judges. Oh, okay. So, Hayes, uh, congratulations. You win the no-case prize. Today's no-case prize is a press pass for two... To attend a special recording session featuring these amazing dynamic recording duos. First up, it's Missouri Senator Josh Hawley and Berkeley <laughs> law professor Kiara Bridges remaking the classic hit. And I know too much to go back and pretend. Cause I've heard it. That's right, that? I like Roberta am Flack. woman. Oh no, that's I'm that's I am woman. No Pretty good. Don't, don't act like, like you don't have that in your playlist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up. The fabulous duo of Tiger Woods and Greg Norman teaming up for their version of Live and Let Die. Oh, wow. You used to say live and let live. You know See you played golf in the U.S. <laughs> That's good, too. I like that. All right. Next next up, we've got the team of Albert Pujols and Nelly. Uh-huh. Remake Nelly's big hit. 
is where you press the button. Oh, yeah. So hot and hurt. So hot and I would actually like to hear that. Albert hit that homer the other night, 685, and then he went over and Nelly was in his green seats and gave him a high five, right? Yeah, the double. Double hand high five. It was adorable. So that picture that that's going viral, our friends at Arch Apparel, they're going to try to recreate that shirt. Oh, oh that's nice. genius. Yeah. I love genius. that. Well, but wait, there's more. We've got one fabulous uh, duo left. It's Jane Duker and Sam Page put their spin on the classic TV theme to the courtship of Eddie's father. Yes, people, let me tell you about my best friend. That's right. And you can keep playing this because as a bonus... As a bonus for this no case, do you have a son or daughter that pitches in Little League? Are they unable to find the strike zone? Does everybody in the stands know that they should be pulled except the manager of the team? Well, worry no more because your child athlete will get one 30-second shoulder rub from world-famous pitching authority Mike Maddox. Wow. Yes, an exclusive Mike Maddox shoulder rub allows your pitcher to stay in the game where they belong so they'll continue to get shelled for inning after (laughs) inning after inning. What a treat. Hey, thanks for playing along. Don't forget to have John Mosleyak and Ollie Marmot spayed and neutered. We'll see you next time on The Price is Wrong, Mark. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, 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 look who's in the studio with me this afternoon. My old friend, Jessica Radla. I haven't seen you. Young friend, Yeah, Oh, that's true. (laughs) I'm I'm the old one. My young friend, Jessica Radloff, who just wrote this book on the Big Bang Theory. But I feel like I haven't seen you literally in years, which is probably because we haven't seen each other in literally years, right? I know. It's so crazy. When was the last time I was here? I can't even remember. It's been years. We should set the stage a little bit. I'm still young. Well, you are. You look great. But we should (laughs) kind of explain because, you know, I switched over to 97.1 and you were with me for many years on the KMOX side. Let's give a little background on that before we get into how you came to write this book about one of the most popular shows in television history. Because you were always, and you know this, and I don't say this to embarrass you, but I always say that you're like one of the most connected people, if not the most connected Hollywood person here in St. Louis. And you've reported on awards and Hollywood type of uh, stories for years now in several, uh, you know, different incarnations, if you will. But you've been with Glamour Magazine now for a while, right? For 11 years, which is... Has it been that long? It has, so I am old. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be the running theme. Young versus old. But we were doing this before that even happened. I've known you for a really long time. Yeah. The Twitter brought us together. Remember the the Twitter Twitter brought us together? Oh, God, the Twitter. I love how you say the Twitter. Because it was, we had lunch one time at the The old Jackbox. Was it the Four Seasons? I thought it was Jackbox, but you might be right. Yeah. But it was Derek Gould. Chris Reimer, who Uh was uh, Rizzo Tease on Twitter, and we all kind of were chiming in on others, you know, our our posts in the early days of Twitter, and I don't know who it was. I think it was Reimer, so let's get together for lunch, and that's how we became friends, and that's how I met you years ago. I know, and I was back writing for AOL St. Louis and covering the Cardinals and 
yeah, everything around that. You want to you want to hear something sad? Um, because Not the other really. thing, yeah, the other thing that Jessica and I used to we used to see each other in L.A. and I would go out for Channel Four. You were on Channel Four on Great Day this morning. This and what happened was with Great Day St. Louis, they kind of cut back in the pandemic. So I was going to Hollywood. It had probably died down in 2019 to only three times a year. But for a while, I was going, you know, six, seven, eight times a year, yeah. and we'd hang out, have a bite to eat, or something like that. But the pandemic kind of killed my movie stuff, and it's it's a little sad for me, but it is what it is. I know. That is very sad because I would like you out in L.A. more for sure. So, Well, I, I miss it. I do. I grew to like L.A. quite a bit. And the um, – well, yeah, you mentioned – that's right. You mentioned the Four Seasons. That was – the Four Seasons was in Beverly Hills. We yes. had lunch here at Jack Buck's. That's right. where my confusion came in. Yes. yes. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to confuse oh, you. Oh, the desserts at the Four Seasons. Amazing. So the Big Bang Theory, yes. we've talked a lot about this. You had a relationship with um, with the cast, the producers. You were in the series finale, right? A little cameo in there. I was in a scene with Sheldon and Amy, which was so cool. To tell be able tell to the quick do. story of how that came about. It came about because during the 200th episode party for the Big Bang Theory, I was playing a game with everyone saying, can you spell Kuthrapali, which was Raj's right. last name. Right. And Steve Malaro, who I adore, I said, all right, Steve, spell it. And he spelled it wrong. And he said, I didn't spell it wrong. I write this show. I know. And I said, well, you spelled it wrong, Steve. So he's like, no. And then he was so embarrassed. And he said, oh, my God. He goes, what happens now? And I said, I want a cameo on the show. Totally joking, not right, thinking right. it would happen. And he was like, Okay, fine. And then nothing happened. So this was back in season um, eight or nine, I believe it was. And then really the finale where his assistant called and was like, okay, we have a role for you. I mean, but what better way? What great timing to That's get to awesome. do it for the series finale that I got to play a journalist. Yes. I mean, big stretch for me. Right, but, you exactly. Know. <laughs> but you had, you had, um, and this will kind of walk us into the oral history of the Big Bang Theory, which is now out and you're in town to... Um, Signed copies, but you had developed a relationship and even a friendship with some members of the cast, right? Yeah, and that's why I said, you know, when this book was first, you know, broached as a, as a possible idea, I said, I'm not going to do this unless Chuck Lorre and the cast are on board. Because if right. they don't want to do this, then I'm not doing it. I'm not going to risk those relationships. But I also wanted them, even though we are all very close, I knew... They had to be very honest and open with me. Sure. You know, this this couldn't just be all rainbows and sunshine. We had to really tell the story of everything that went on behind the scenes of the show and how it became the hit that it did, because it did not start that way. Yeah, maybe we should go back to, to that point. I don't really remember how it started. Well, it started with a TV pilot, and uh, and it failed. I mean, it, it was it was terrible, and they will be the first to admit that. Same cast or different people? A little bit different cast. Okay. He still had Johnny Galecki and Jim Parsons in the lead role, but there was a different actor playing the role of Penny, which was called Katie at the time. Okay. And I interviewed her for the book because imagine what that was like to be cast as the female lead in The Big Bang Theory and then have it recast and then it go on to be this huge global phenomenon. Is it someone we know? No, okay. but she was a writer. She went on to become a writer for Schitt's Creek, and she's done a lot of other... Great different, show. Yes, great show. She's done a lot of other shows. She's never given an interview before. This was her first oh, interview wow. for the book about that experience. And, um, yeah, it was a totally different pilot. You know, some elements were the same. You can watch bits and pieces on YouTube, actually, if you, if oh, you yeah? kind All of right, I'm gonna search have to try for that. it. Um, but it was very dark, and, you know, they, they really... Um, they did another pilot because the first one wasn't going to go. And um, they 
they redid the sets, they changed the characters, they brought in Kutherpali and Wallowitz because they did not exist in the first pilot. So all those character breakdowns are in the book, too. You see how it kind of evolved. And it was also called Lenny, Penny and Kenny originally. It wasn't even called The Big Bang Theory. So this show went through a lot of transformation to get to what it was. And even during season one, it only was 68 in the ratings, which is pretty incredible considering it became the number one show. Did, did the pilot ever air, the, the original pilot? No. Okay. The original pilot never aired, so you can see little bits and pieces of it online. I was able to watch the full thing to prepare for the book. Um, but you can see a little bit of it online. It's totally different. Um, and then, yeah, and then the original... The original second pilot is on HBO Max in its entirety because there is a scene in the very beginning. That's of the, interesting. There's a scene at the very beginning of The Big Bang Theory, which does not air in reruns on TBS because it's kind of risque. Oh. It takes place at a sperm bank um, with Sheldon and Leonard. And anybody that knows Sheldon and Leonard know they would never be caught dead at a sperm bank, especially back then. Um, but that scene exists on HBO Max. So That's there's so much stuff that, yeah, that didn't... Um, that nobody knew about, and we just kind of uncovered as we were doing this oral history. That is awesome. The Big Bang Theory, the definitive inside story of the Epic Hits series. Jessica Radloff, St. Louis native, is with us to talk about the book. So when when was it then that they realized they were onto something and that the ratings were starting to pick up? Was it the, the end of the first season, the second season? It was actually Comic-Con after season one because Chuck Lorre was scared that nobody was going to show up to their panel. They didn't even understand why they were going to Comic-Con. And then when they were being shuttled from their hotel to the convention center, there was all these people outside and they're like, oh, look, there's a lot of people. What show are they there for? And they said, no, they're here for your show. And oh. that's when Chuck realized this is something different. We're, we're on to something that we've never been a part of before. But even so, it climbed from 68 into the low 40s for season two. Syndication is when it really exploded in season five. But they knew at Comic-Con that this was something different. So the, the chemistry obviously developed in, in a very great way. But I wonder, what was it that had people connected to that show maybe when it was taking off? Was it that? Because Sheldon and Leonard, odd couple, kind of yeah. a little weird, offbeat, different characters we've been used to seeing, yeah. you know, awkward. People could relate to that. People, and it was funny. Yes, it was so funny. And people can really relate to that. It's, it's just this feeling. And, you know, it's funny. Chuck Lorre does not like the word nerds. He hates when Big Bang is referred to as a nerd comedy. It's a show about people that were feeling left out and like they didn't belong. And I think all of us can relate to that at some point. It doesn't matter if you're into science or comic books or superheroes or whatever it is. You just sometimes feel different. And I know I did growing up with three learning disabilities. I never felt like I was, you know, part of any particular sure. group. And so people related to these stories of a feeling outside. And also, how do you relate to someone that is the more popular person? And how do you forge those friendships? So that's really what it was. And it just kept growing. And people saw themselves in these characters. So when I want you to explain, this is described as an oral history. Uh -huh. So because that's a unique, and I've seen oral histories um, related to some other things, but you, well, you describe it. You wrote the book. So yes. you, you have all these characters chiming in. They tell these stories to you from their perspectives, right? right? Diff and different, and they all kind of converge. Yes. <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> well, it was so funny because my dad reads all the um, reviews on Amazon, and one person wrote a review and said, this is terrible. She just copied and pasted interviews and from her transcript and put it together. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You don't understand how oh, an oral history works. Don't read the reviews. And I was like, but it was like one of the only bad ones. So I was fine with it. But um, but 
I understand why people might think that. What it really is, it's doing the amount of research that went into this and then going to each actor and each person involved in the show, asking them questions, having them tell the story of how this came to be in a narrative that connects the dots. Right. And then also... I then insert myself to explain what was going on, and then they kind of go off of that. So it's really this, the story of how this show became the huge hit that it was and is still is um, with all their personal sure. you know, moments and everything behind the scenes. So that's really an oral history is all the interviews put together in a coherent narrative. So I'm guessing this wasn't just done in one shot. So you're talking to Kaylee Cuoco and then do you talk to her again when things come up? How does the process work? Yes, the process. So I did 120 hours of all new interviews with the cast and basically so Jim Parsons and I did 20 hours. So we would wow. do two hour sessions and in person on the phone. How did we you do did Jim and I did it over the phone. Okay. Um, Kaylee Cuoco and Johnny Galecki and I did them over Zoom. So it just depended on what someone's personal preference was. And um, I would ask some questions and then we'd do an interview and then somebody else would tell me a story and then I would take that story and go back to that person. And, you know, there's there's a really funny story where Jim Parsons said to me once, he's like, I forgot to tell you the story about Kaylee Cuoco and the plunger. So he tells me the story about Kaylee and the plunger in their dressing room. And then I go back to Kaylee with this story. And I was like, okay, what's the deal? Tell me what's going on. And she does. So you really just keep bouncing off of each other. And that's how you get these stories, which was really fun. And they really enjoyed it, which was which I think they did not expect to enjoy going down memory lane as much as they did. But Jim said it was like therapy for him. That's interesting. Kaylee and the Plungers, great band, by the way, from the 1970s. (laughs) I don't know, it just struck me as that. So you've had a couple of nuggets that have broken out into the, the, you know, the national Hollywood news um, world. And we talked to you about this a few weeks ago, but the Kaylee Cuoco short haircut comes to mind, right? Yes. <laughs> she told that story. Yes. So See, we, and I liked it, but it was jarring at the time, wasn't it? Oh, it was so jarring. We ran that excerpt in Glamour before the book came out. And yeah, she chopped her hair. She had this gorgeous long blonde hair and she chopped it into a pixie. Didn't tell anybody. And um, it it looked great on Kaylee. Didn't quite work for the character of Penny, even though she was changing careers at the time. But you know, Chuck says that the ratings dropped. I don't think the ratings dropped. The show got, you know, got more ratings. But, he really um, does say that? He said the ratings he dropped? He said the ratings yeah. dropped, which I get. It dropped on Felicity. It dropped on other shows, you know. But, um, yeah, it wasn't my favorite look. Kaylee rocked it. Penny, eh. So, yeah. yeah, so she goes into that, how she didn't tell anybody and what Chuck's reaction was. And, yeah, so that was that was a fun one to uncover. And then she had to wear a wig. For a little bit, which she hated, and she kept the wig. She still has the wig in her house as a reminder never to cut her hair again. <laughs> That's interesting. So were, were there, and I can't remember, I've seen so many episodes and everything, but were there guest appearances and things like that that you focused on at all? People that came through the show over the years? Yeah, so Bob Newhart did a 45-minute interview for the book, which was so fun. I mean, imagine Bob Newhart calling you. I was here in St. Louis, and, you know, my parents are sitting around the table, and my sister, we're all listening to Bob Newhart, who basically did, like, a comedy show on the phone. Um, Same with Mark Hamill. He had never spoken about his guest appearance on The Big Bang Theory. He married Sheldon and Amy, and um, he's never been interviewed about it. So he was going to do a 20-minute interview with me. He's He was in one episode. I'm like, what more can I ask him after 20 minutes unless I want to talk Star Wars? And he ended up talking to me for an hour and a half because he loves the show. And he was so fascinated Jessica by Jessica Randolph, you talked to 
Luke Skywalker yes. for an hour and a half. Yes. That in and of itself, outside of all your other career achievements, is really, I, I think, pretty cool. I, I love that. Yeah, pretty amazing. And he just was so kind and lovely. So, yeah, that was really fun. So he's in the book as well. And, um, you know, you have other guest stars like Will Wheaton, who's in there, and John Ross Bowie. And, you know, so it's really, it was cool to kind of get the band back together here. Well, I followed you. Obviously, we follow each other on the socials. I've seen you've been all over the place. Were you in New York this week? I was in New York last week. I've, I was just figuring it out. So I flew in last night from, from L.A. This is my sixth flight in less than a month. So, um, yeah. So it's How is been... this with the tables being turned? Because obviously I've interviewed you over the years, but it's really, it's more of a conversation. But you're the person who interviews, you know, celebrities and, and people that are involved in entertainment. Now the tables are turned. Oh, How's that going? It is eye-opening. Is it? It's been fun, but it's very eye-opening. Do you ever and want you... to say to someone, that's a just dumb question. Ask oh, another yes. one. Oh, yes. No, there has been times <laughs> that I've wanted to say, like, <laughs> what? Or, you know, it's just, I am so... Um, critical of myself when I'm writing stories and putting it together and um, you know you just you expect the same with everybody else and that's just not how it sometimes is so you do really see certain things being on the other side of it which has right. been really uh, very interesting but there's also been some really wonderful people that have done interviews and it's been great and, and Chuck and I went to Entertainment Tonight and we did a segment there which was so fun to be back on the set and have you, now, know, have you so, talked to some of the cast members since it, since it came out any connect, I, communication I have. there they're still talking to me thank goodness you know so yeah, that's, thank God right <laughs> yeah so that's definitely good <laughs> Melissa Roush and I did some fun videos from the set as well she played Bernadette um, so I talked to Jim Parsons and I went to see him in his play in New York the other week and he I had him sign my copy of the book and he said in there he said Thank you for all the hours of therapy. I love you. And um, yeah, I'm I'm really, really proud of this. And I'm also really proud of them because they all went there. Someone said that how they open up in this book is with stories that are usually saved for someone's memoir. They so, would not have done that without your involvement. I'm well, confident of that. You were trusted with this project, and that that's you're, awesome. You're Congratulations. Very, thank you. And you knew very early on it was happening because uh, I was did. so secretive about you this. Were. I was like, I was adamant that nobody could really know. I didn't. You told the, me at one point, you're like, I think I might have a book project. And then I'm like, okay, tell me about it. And tell me. And then you're like, and I, I'm pretty good, actually, keeping secrets. Yes, so you are. And you I, did. Yeah. And the cast did, too, because I was like, guys, with all the interviews that you do you would make no mention i just didn't want people to right. know until it was actually announced and you could pre-order it because i just knew that once the fans found out this would go crazy yeah. and i wanted to kind of keep it very close to the the chest so that we could get this done well let's not bury the reason you're in town not only to see the uh, the parents um your and mom the cats. your mom's yes. oh the cats and we i love my cats I know. too I've, we used to send you pictures of, of the kittens but you're in town for the jewish book festival right yes tonight is the missouri's own authors event um and it's really cool that they're having me in because i went to camp all my life at the j um nice. and uh, they're having me back there tonight so it feels weird not going in camp clothes and being there during the summer but i'm really i'm really excited and um, can fans still show up tonight or yes is you there... don't have to be jewish okay. you can totally you can totally go it's open to everybody just as camp was and everything but um yeah tickets are on the jay's website okay. at their creef core campus and um i believe it's 25 dollars. and i'll be speaking and then i'll be doing a signing there and so yeah, I'd love everybody to come are you, out. Are you giving the crowd all those books that you brought in? You just had me sign because you were tired of signing stuff. Are those the ones you're giving away tonight? I'm just kidding. So what? I'm looking, like, I'm so like, what? I am kidding. I always wondered about that because, like, you can't tell me that big name 
people, not that you're not big name, yeah. who sign copies of books that someone else isn't signing them for them. Like, that's not really No, but signature. you want to know something really funny, and I hope Chuck Lorre doesn't kill me for saying this, but we did a signing at Barnes & Noble in Los Angeles, and the two of us, we just kept, like, sending books around, signing them. Yeah. And you get to a point where you forget your own name or what how you're signing it, and he's like, I think at some point I started signing the book Chick Lorre or <laughs> Chuck Lorre or something. He's like, oh, my God, that's terrible. And I was like, I was like, I think it's very endearing. But you do. You kind of, and then your name doesn't even look right no, anymore. You're no. like, is this, is that how I spell my name? So, yes, it's all, it's all us. But at the same time, get too many and you're like, what? No, that's funny. <laughs> is that well, my name? Congratulations on everything. Thank and, you. Uh, Thank you for see, being such a big supporter. You'll see all kinds of pictures and fun stuff. And Chick Lorre is definitely featured in here. <laughs> In uh, all and, kinds of ways. And by the way, ways. can I tease one more thing in the sure. book? People have always wanted to know Penny's last name. It was never revealed on the show. You will finally get an answer with photo proof in the book. There you go. Jessica Radloff. I like to call her J-Rad. Enjoy like the stay in St. Louis. The young Mark Reardon. <laughs> the young. Uh, I don't know about that. It's so good to see you. And it's we'll so communicate more. You. You'll, you'll be able to take a little breath soon, I think, right? Yes, definitely. The book comes out in Brazil today. Then Look Germany in, in April. Oh, no, really so there's no, there's no No, but I downtime. really want to go to Germany and eat pretzels. Absolutely. We'll see you soon. Can't wait. Now, I think Cox has been taking a shot at this show every day this week, talking about being on live, blah, 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 <laughs> because we've had a little Memorex here on the Mark Reardon show, but that's okay, right? Yeah. Hey, do you do New Year's resolutions? Not really, but... The, <laughs> I don't really do them either, although Becky and I, when we, we've we been together now 20 years, but one of the first years, like this would have been 2004, something like that, we were, we were... When I was divorced at first, we were on the road a lot visiting the kids, you know, going back and forth. That's a complicated story from history, but oh, we I'm were sure. eating a lot of fast food is the point. Mm. And we, at, we, we actually said one New Year's, let's quit fast food. And we did it. For a whole year. And on wow. New Year's Day, the next year, this is a true story. We're like, you know what? We, we And did did I have like one McDonald's hamburger when I was on a road trip on an Easter when everything was closed? I might have. That's okay. Fair. But we were doing a lot of fast food at the time. Wow. So we quit successfully. Probably harder for me than for her. And then on New Year's Day, the next year, we're like, let's go get Taco Bell. It was the most disgusting thing that Isn't day that when we had, although I do like a little Taco Bell now and again. So mm-hmm. for the most part, I don't eat fast food. Now, it depends if you count Culver's as fast food, which you probably would, right? It is yeah. fast food. I do a Culver's burger now and again, but it's not like I'm rolling through and I'll, I'll steal a taco when my daughter gets Taco Bell, but don't do a lot of fast food. However, this year, I, so you're, mm. you're kind of dialed into my resolutions. I am focused on fitness. Mm-hmm. For for one, now that how long will that last? Because I've well, told we'll you see. I'm an all in or yes. an all out. I've been working out for 12 weeks now. I've been playing racquetball. I'm focusing on the golf. I'm keeping active. I'm keeping my brain and my body active. See, yes, that's my are. New Year's resolution. And actually, there there is a concerted effort to kind of get myself like kick myself in the ass to do some things that I think I really want to do. Um, but they don't always work for anyone. And for for the most part, a lot of those things are stupid and silly, right? People think New Year's resolutions are silly, but we still do it. We still try them. Yeah, we, we do, and, and and I think that's probably good. Uh, I am going to try to remember that uh, Sue's news story we had about remembering names, Haziba or whatever that was. I'm going to try to be better at remembering names. That's a good New Year's resolution. Yes. That is a good New Year's. Well, Happy New Year! Final show of the year, which means final audio cut of the day Woo-hoo. of the year. Now, the audio cut of the day. 
It's sponsored by the Good Feet Store, where it's all about comfort, energy, performance, and pain relief. And I'd like to make this a happy one. And and maybe in some ways it is, because this is about the uh, killer of four young people at the University of Idaho, Madison Bogan, uh, Kaylee Gonclaves, um, Zana Kernodal, and the fourth victim, Ethan Chapman, who did not work at the, or live at that house, was there visiting Ms. Kernodal. Finally, after almost two months they have a suspect, a 28-year-old man, Brian Koberger. Now, the only downside of all this right now, information-wise, is because of the law in Idaho, we're going to play this for you, a lot of information won't come out until next week. If I can get it to play. <laughs> Let's see. Boy, that, for the last uh, audio cut of the day, you know, of the year, that was great, wasn't it? I Here loved it. The uh, factual basis for the charges are summarized in what's called a probable cause affidavit that is on file with the court. According to the rules of the Idaho Supreme Court, that is sealed until Mr. Kohlberger is physically back in Latah County and has been served with the Idaho arrest warrant. At that time, we expect that that affidavit will be available to you so you can share the true facts with all of your readers and your watchers and your listeners uh, and all the people who are interested and really need to know what's going on. So please have patience with us on that. Uh, we hope to get that to you as soon as we can. Well, there you go. And I think hopefully it leaks this weekend. If it doesn't, we'll have to wait until next week. But they think they got the guy. Woo. Maybe there's other people involved. We don't know that. We're going to find out more from the affidavit. Have a great New Year's weekend. Happy New Year. We'll welcome you to 2023 on Tuesday afternoon. The whole gang will be back together. Sue, have a great weekend. We'll hey, see you. you too. Get more at 971talk.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time, baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.